Hey guys, it's Casual Friday. That means it's Nancy Matt's Friday. And today's topic is depression in children who have past life infusions. I'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, happy Friday. We finally made it to Friday. Look at this. I always don't know what it is with this. I love it, but it has issues. Like me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Based out of Sacramento, California, we are 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can help you anywhere you're at. However, California is a really big state, so it might take us one or two days to get you. In that case, not a problem. We have mediums on staff who can call you and talk to you about what may or may, may or may not be going on. And in most cases, they can calm the stuff down until we get out there to do our, our thing. Anyway, so if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts, uh, California Haunts Radio, uh, Sacramento Sears Psychic Team. You can find us on uh, California Haunts Ghostly Events. Uh, Instagram, I'm on, I'm on there under Ghosty Gal. You can find us at TikTok under California Haunts. You can find us under California Haunts at Twitter at Cal Haunts. And YouTube, of course, our YouTube site at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. I think I got everybody. Oh, except for, oh yes, the California Haunts Meetup site as well. All right. For those of you watching from Facebook tonight, uh, please know that if you like what you see uh, in here, Please be, feel free to uh, hit that follow button because we're always looking for followers. Uh, and give us some likes, give some thumbs up, some hearts, some happy faces. Show us some love. Comment, you know, during the show. Because when you do that, that uh, puts us higher up in the FYP. And the FYP is a master computer that Facebook uses to see how, how well we're doing, you know, how engaged people are for the show. Okay? Also, the same thing for YouTube. Um, you know, show us some love, give us some thumbs up and things like that. And uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. We're trying to hit that thousand subscriber mark. And I really appreciate it if you did. Okay. Tonight, it's Casual Friday. And that means, like I said earlier, it's Nancy Maths Friday. And we're going to be talking about depression in kids who have are being influenced by past lives. Uh, this happens, you know, quite quite a lot in this world and people just don't hear about it. So I'm not going to go into detail about it. Nancy's the one that's done all this heavy research. So I'm going to bring her in and uh, let's do this. Wow. It's like slow. For some reason, the delay is slow on the thing. <laughs> I, was, I was just noticing, you know, why wash your hair and color it, not color it, cook Cur or curl it when it just sticks up like this. Well, hello, everybody. It's Friday night again. Boy, this seems to come really quick. I just seemed like I was on the show a few days ago. 
maybe I was on the show a few days ago. You never know the way things go with the show, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is too hard. Hello, everybody. I, this is a topic uh, close to my heart. I only be, Every topic I talk about, it seems like I have too many close to my heart interesting studies. Uh, so Shar and I do the show Friday night. And one of the reasons I'm so interested in doing it with her is I miss interacting with the public. It, this is fun. And I used to do stage work, and entertain them, parties, and all kinds of things. And so with all that, I've made copies of most of it. And there's also another story just popped into my head. Uh, okay, so I want to make sure I mention this one, the boy in Placidoa. Because uh, I did mention him before, but I want to make sure we get on here tonight. Right. I've been editing, um, auditing uh, tapes. So I've been listening to a few of them, and I think, oh, Shara, this is a good topic for a show. I think we've already done one. It was last week or the week before. And uh, this week, yesterday, or no, about two days ago, Shar, uh, when did we put this up? Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, must have been Tuesday that I was listening to this particular lady. And I had written on the tape, Reincarnation, kind of caught my eye. And uh, it was September 5, 07. Mm-hmm. So 2007. And this lady called for all kinds of reasons. Uh, and when I first started out, I like to cover the family. And she has two boys. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will post this a little bit, because it's like 11 or 12 minutes of how I approach and talk about the kids. I go 100 miles an hour, and that's why I have to record everything. It, like when I enter um, a stream of time, I, I, I blend myself with somebody, uh, like the, the mom, and I, I go to her, and then she thinks about a child, and I follow a thread of energy to that person, and then I continue until I've embraced that person, enter time at the base of our neck. And I'm able to explain all kinds of things about these two boys. And I need to post that because you asked me, how does it feel? What does it look like, sound like? Um, at times I'll go slow because the individual may be slow uh, to get the energy to that person. Uh, sometimes when I grab onto a child or adult or a work situation, sometimes the information comes very quickly. And so I will post that. Um, and you'll know uh, when I do because I'll put a date of, Session 9507. And, of course, I have to go through it and edit out her name because <laughs> I wouldn't want someone embarrassed. After all this time, I doubt anybody would know who I'm talking about. Anyway, this family is a young family, and there's a four-year-old and I think the seven-year-old. And I got through visiting with her and the initial. And then the topic came up of the reason why she called me. She was having trouble with a child. And I go, ooh. You know, what's, what is it all about? And I started out talking about the kid, and then she said issues. And then I went into the past life. And that's where she wanted me to go, because this child had been just demonstrating um, a real unhappiness. Uh, temper tantrums, uh, no one's listening to me, scream and run around, scared to get in the car. They want to go somewhere, and he, he all but holds onto the doorframe and just won't let himself in run over and over and over. And they almost wondered, well, what's wrong with this child? And there's so many conditions. I'm not going to talk about all of them. But in my own family, I know there had been children with 
different degrees of autism. Uh, you have uh, chemical balances in the brain. Everything can be explained. But this child, they couldn't figure it out, right? And so we got talking about it. And then she started listing some of the things. Uh, you don't cook like I like. Um, I, I, um, I die. Children with past life intrusions, they get very depressed, very um, angry. Why aren't you listening to me? Can you imagine a two, three, and four-year-old seeing the vision of their death in a fiery car crash? How do they explain that to their parents? How did they do that? And they say, why aren't you remember, remembering with me? Why don't you know that? How many times have you seen a show where the child says to the mom, hmm, I jumped out of a window in my last life and I was a lady. I jumped out the window and died and then I woke up here with you. Really? How do you understand that? Well, one of the children's shows I watched on YouTube, Ghost of My Child, actually it was a channel called LMN. And this, these stories are fantastic. And you kind of wonder, well, is it possible that I wouldn't know somebody like that? Well, in my world, I do know somebody like that. And it's going to be covered uh, with a session on 9507. And I'll be um, off my channel, not Char's. And I've, learned, I've created a title. Hope maybe you understand it's going to be called Here and the Hereafter. Story, sessions of Here and the Hereafter. And one of these I'm in particular interested in is the troubles that we have with our children remembering past lives. How, how awful is that for the child? And he started mentioning all kinds of things, fire crash, his lady, seven children, and then he mentioned 10 children. It was on and on, and we spent a lot of time talking about it. And that was early one day, the fifth, and uh, the fourth, rather. And that night, she, husband comes home and she says, husband, I want to try something. We're going to tell this little son of ours, I can't tell the name, almost did, that we believe him now. If he would like to tell us a story of the time when he was in a fiery car crash, if he tells us that he had seven children, if he mentions again Virginia, if he mentions again, mentions again, mentions again, and the husband goes, wow. Wow, where did this come from? Well, I know this lady and she helps me. And we need to tell him. And so they sat down with him before bedtime. And she, the mom took the lead and she says, I believe you. I want you to know we're not going to dismiss this. We're not going to say you're only storytelling. We want you to know we're going to believe you. If you would like to sit down and tell me a story. And I told her at this point, please sure she has a tape recorder. Take notes. Get your pencil and pencil out before he starts talking and say to him, I'm going to take notes so that we can help you find you. She then added that they did that. And she paused and she said, he has never been able to sleep through the night. He always wakes up screaming. Hmm. Right. Have you heard that before? Right. So that night, last night, guess what happened? He slept through the night for the first time in four years. Hmm. What? So she calls me the night before he goes to bed. We talk to him. I want to come and talk to you tomorrow. At this point, I, I think we were all by phone call. And she called me up and she said to me, I can't believe he slept the whole night. And why I was worried and want to talk to you yesterday is today he had a dental appointment. 
we would have to get in the car and go somewhere where a strange man with a mask on was going to open his mouth. And we were frightened to death of what kind of tantrum he was going to, if he was going to strike out and hit, if he was going to run away. And he sat so calmly that I realized that we're not making this up. It was the first time he ever sat still. This was a strange man, strange location. We had to get in the car, and he was wonderful. You will hear this on the tape, because I will try to make that one of my first ones. It was amazing. And so we continued talking. And now I want to share with you why this was important to me to research. And this is not the first time. I've talked of this before, Shar. And this time it was on the heels of listening to her. And you'll hear me say, I can describe the lady that he was talking about. And remember in the 80s when everybody bouffant their hair up? Remember that? I, I didn't do that, but the young people did. And it was like half a can of spray. <laughs> That's what I was shown. And he talked about having a Ferrari. This is a four-year-old, and Sweet. he can pronounce Ferrari. Hello. <laughs> and, and racing and, and dying in a crash. In my world, I have someone in the family who talks of death all the time. The child is five. And I cautioned the parent, can't tell you because I didn't get permission to talk about it. And I talked to the parent and I said, we need to ask questions. So I gave some hints and I haven't talked to her yet, but I'm hoping that grandma writes down some stories. Can you imagine being obsessed with death at five? Oops, <laughs> the cat. Uh, I can't close the door because it's their sleep area. And, you know, so that's it. So in some ways, when you have a child that strikes out, speaks out, has tantrums, how do you know it's a brain chemistry? How do you know it's, um, I'm spoiled? How do you know that? And so some of these things I want to talk about. Um, let's see, was there anything else I wanted to say? Um, finally, talking of death. That's really, really hard. Sit down and admit to that you now believe his stories. Tell all this and say to the child, I'd like you to tell us a story of the before time. The before time. And that child will know what you're talking about. See? You can't say, did you live before? Then tell me the story. The kid won't even know what you're talking about. But they understand before time. And a lot of times you watch these shows. And the child will say, well, before I was a woman, I jumped out of a building. And that parent, if you watch an LMN, goes to my child series. I'll give you some locations. So maybe if you're watching, listening to this, hopefully you're not driving. If you go back, I'm going to try not talk so fast that you can write some of this information down. If you're listening at home, I'm going to give you a lot of movies, a lot of books. Um, you can't write them all down, but hopefully you'll get a couple. One of my favorite ones, and I read this one, but it was, they also had um, a YouTube on it, and it's the boy, oops, Soul Survivor, this one here, and it's about a young boy who had these terrible nightmares and screaming. Um, little, um, little, see, what was it? He was yelling out. It's been a while since I read this. Um, the plane caught fire, and I'm crashing. And all he did was two, three, four years old, start drawing planes, caught on fire, ditching into the ocean. Parents didn't believe him. One day they did. And he's the one. They made him 
I don't think they made a movie out. I don't think so. I know they made a YouTube documentary of it, wrote the book, and the parents are convinced that he was telling the truth. Uh, not only did he give the name of the um, aircraft carrier, he also told them the type of plane that he drove, and he told them told them he was the third James. Oh, that's so, the one. That's the one that they took out to Pearl Harbor. They, they took the uh, kid out to Pearl Harbor. They took him on a boat, took him took to, him to the Pearl area. Harbor. Yeah, it was out area. of Japan. Yeah, was it well, yeah, Pearl Harbor? Was, I think it was Pearl Harbor. Okay. And they Harbor. had him put a, a reef into the water to say goodbye. Right. It could have been and Japan, so, but I think it was Pearl Harbor. Well, whatever yeah. it is, he, you get the they idea. Took him. <laughs> and a lot of times there was another one on LMN about a young woman, who young girl. And she started very young. By the time the parents were able to take her to Japan, she was a young teen. But she needed to say goodbye to her life. And so they took her right. to where they thought that she had lived under circumstances. I can't imagine being able to identify Japanese words. One of my mm -hmm. past lives I know I had in Japan because I have this yearning to want to learn Japanese. I haven't had enough time in my life to sound and learn it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is I don't hear real well. And um, uh, when I was a child, I had my era, we didn't go to the doctors very often, and it hurt my ear, ear infections. And But I would think it would be fascinating to be able to learn that language, and I have no idea why I'm so drawn to it. Clearly, I'm drawn to it, but I have not had visions, but I have had visions of other lifetimes in other places. So why Japanese? I don't know. Anyway, um, tell the child you do want to write down notes, everything the child can think of before time. But you want to be sincere. You don't want to be flippant. You also want to say uh, things like, were you a man or a, la a lady or a man? Do you know what you look like? Were you married? Do you remember how you died and where? And you'd be surprised. This little boy came up with Virginia. Virginia. He's four years old. He's never been to Virginia. Mm -hmm. Remember what your family called you. Make them simple statements. Don't run them all together. Uh, what did you call your wife? Mm -hmm. The mom said well, last night they talked to the boy and said they believed him and would help him find out who he was in his past life. Up to that time, he had never slept through the night. And that's what I was saying earlier. Um, husband's, my, husband's sneezing. Uh, Afterward, he seemed very uh, relaxed. And then that dentist appointment. Um, Tape two, I picked up extra information about the boy's, boy's uh, past life. I saw him die during a car rash, uh, race and description of the blonde lady. And at this time, life was shown to be important in the southeast quadrant of Virginia. Explain further some of the, of the man from the past that were seeping into his life, which mom had confirmed. Um, in this point here, I'm just going to mention some things that we need to look at and identify, sort out what could be going on with your children. Now, I'm fully aware that there are children with brain chemistry issues inherited. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm not a doctor. I'm not supposed to diagnose heavens. I don't want to put myself or you in that position. Of course, you want to go to the route normal people would take going to the doctor first. Mm -hmm. uh, Stanfordchildrens.org. They made a wonderful list. I'm sorry about that. Uh, a child or teen may say, suffer from PTSD after one of these traumatic events. 
uh, bad accidents such as a car, car or train wreck, invasive medical procedures, or animal bites, natural disasters, uh, man-made tragedies, violent personal attacks, physical abuse, all these ter terrible things. Emotional abuse are, are bullying or just neglect. The thing is that these also apply for people, who, children who are suffering from past life. And so if you look at physical abuse, abuse, say a child is four, three, four, five years old, mm -hmm. and they see abuse on the television. It could be an animal. It could be a person. All of a sudden, the child is screaming, yelling, running around. That abuse was not in this lifetime. It was a remembrance of last time. You don't want to turn the TV off if you had or you had it on. How many shows have you watched and you try to monitor everything the child says? Well, I tell you, there's a lot of movies that I was just watching the Hobbit series off and on. It was very dramatic. I can't imagine a four, five, six-year-old watching the costumes and the magic of the presentation was wonderful. But do we allow our children to watch it? A lot of violence. And some of the cartoon shows that my great-grandchildren watch. Some of them are pretty profound. But what if you have a child doesn't understand it's, not, it's a cartoon only? And they get up and they run around and they have a fit. Well, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. So emotional abuse or bullying is something that children of any age can go through. But what if it's extreme? You have to go there. You have to hear the whole problem. And so um, teens with PSD feel a lot of emotional and physical distress. They will have, and this is part of the past life intrusions, Problems sleeping. How many of you have watched that YouTube station, LMN? And I'm going to give you some other sites that are really fascinating. Uh, they will have interviews of people who have suffered with children in past life. And it's so bewildering, I can't even imagine. It did not happen in my life with my kids. I was so fortunate. I would not have known what to do because I was raising them in the mid to late 70s when, they, when I had them. Actually, 69 for my daughter and 73 for my son. And I would not have known because we didn't talk about these things. We didn't have the internet. I would not. I would have thought the child had something wrong with them. And if I imagine 100, 200, 300 years ago, they would have institutionalized this child for acting out from a past life intrusion. You have to take it serious. Um, the child feels depressed or grouchy for no reason. Nervous, jittery, or alert, and watchful on guard. How about the child that didn't want to get in the car? Would you force that child in the car if you weren't listening and watching these, this wonderful LMN station or reading books or seeing things on TV? I, I think knowledge is important. Knowledge is amazing, helps us live our lives. Lose interest in things they used to enjoy. So a two or three-year-old would enjoy a bath. At four, they have memories. Something's ajar. And that's why I mentioned the... Um, Placerville, I just wrote a note down. I was entertaining Placerville, a group of people. And Char brought it up the other day about building at the end of town had a, um, a cave in, in the bottom. And at one time, it was a, um, I think there's two places in town. Because downstairs, there was an eatery. And you walk upstairs, and there was a big conference room. Mm -hmm. And so we went upstairs, and I had 12, 13, 14 people, couples. And this woman and son sat to my left, and he looked like 15, 16 years old. And uh, I can even remember him to his day. I, I hope mom or he would listen to these shows and get back to me. And all of a sudden, I looked at him, and I mentioned this before. It was so astounding. Some of these stories just overwhelmed my mind. And I think, oh, I can never, I can't forget that. That's amazing. 
And I looked at him, and all of a sudden, I saw the belly of a, I'm in a ship. And I'm in the water, and big wooden boxes are bouncing all around me. In an instant, I realized that we were sinking. And of course, there's no, uh, I can see the boxes. There might have, been, might have been late day or something. I knew I wouldn't get out. And all of a sudden, I was panicking, trying to push the boxes away. And I looked to him, and I said, looked to the mom and his son, and I said, you died in a past life in the belly of a big ship, and cargo boxes are bouncing all over the place and hitting you. In this lifetime, if you told me you couldn't confine yourself to small areas or a shower or water close to you, like a bathtub, I would understand. But you could swim in the ocean. And the mother screamed and threw her arms up. He's an um, Olympian trainee. And he swims in the open Olympic pools all the time. But I can't get him into the shower. He won't take a bath. And I said, it's time for you to let that go. Because your spirit told me to believe in you and tell you why it's happening. I, I can't forget that. And it's not me. I'm just a receiver. It's you telling me what to say back at you. Because you need the healing. And that young man... <laughs> His eyes got this big, and I think, oh my gosh, that was, I was in, I, <laughs> was it 20 years ago? He's probably married and got kids now, and I'm thinking, I wonder how it changed his life that I could tell him that. What if he has children? They don't want to get in the, in the tub. Will he then think that maybe they have a past life intrusion also? The, the domino effect of healing can go on for generations. And what is he going to say to people? By the way, this lady told me past life. It explained everything. And whether he be poo-pooed, would he try to teach others? Is the domino of knowledge continuing? I love this. And someone said to me, you want to retire? And It's past my mind. You know, I've worked 33 years of this on the heels of working 24 Pacific Bell. <laughs> now add that up real quick, everybody. <laughs> I'm not young. And I think, what would I do? I would do this because it's amazing to me. How can how can you dismiss how important it is to heal a child? Flashbacks. These can be images, sounds, smells, or feelings. So a child is going somewhere and someone haunts a horn and they don't see it well. An image on TV, a sound like a like a, a horn. It doesn't mean it's a car going to get it. Maybe it's a foghorn. A horn of any kind makes the child think of a sea ship and the fog is coming in and they crash on the shoreline. How do you know? Mm -hmm. The child may believe that event is happening again. They will not realize they had died and started over in this life. That is an immediate trigger. So what you're looking for is something so out of the ordinary that you question how do you approach this. You don't say, you cannot do that here. You cannot scream and yell. And you want to punish the child, but you don't know how. Instead, mm -hmm. back off and say, maybe we can talk about this later. I'd like to know a story on why this happened. Mm -hmm. You may notice a child loses touch reality when this is happening. They may act different, like a woman and it's a child, a boy, or it's a girl, act like a man, or it's a boy, 
acting like a man and throwing his arms up. How do you know? I mentioned this earlier. A child is over-obsessed with dying at a young age. Not normal. Yes, there's things on TV, but I'm going above and beyond that, in which I just got through saying there's it's in our my circle. So I hear that and I think too young, too young to worry about it. And that's because that maybe that person who she is now died very young. Mm-hmm. And they say, Can I grow up? So I heard the story of a young child coming born to a woman. And they are in child's three or four years old. And he asked his mom, Can I grow up? And the woman was very smart. And she said, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? Well, where I was before, the lady, the mommy wouldn't let me grow up. But I think you, mommy, will let me grow up. Can I grow up? And she said, absolutely. Turned the child around, became happy just to know that she could grow up. Mm-hmm. Or he could. I think it was a boy. I have physical symptoms, headaches, stomach aches with no known cause. Well, guess what? The poor thing got killed, something in the head or stomach. Mm-hmm. I did a theater in the round Madison Avenue in the freeway. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know how, 25 years ago. And uh, we were talking reincarnation that night. And it is on tape somewhere. I got to post these things, everybody who believe me. And the guy almost, it was 150 people. How many rows were going up, right? And so he was way at the top. And he says, I have suffered with stomach problems all my life. And before he almost could finish it, I drew back my sword. And I shoved it right into his and he And he saw the action. And when I didn't have a sword in my hand, everybody, I had an invisible, but I came a, a strong man. And, I, and what happened is I overcame this spontaneously the action of what killed him. And from all that distance, I drew back my sword and I shoved it into him. And he felt me and he was back. And I says, you died of the sword. And he says, you hit me right in my gut. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. Instant healing. Not everybody can do that. And I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. It overcame me because he pulled me into his time. I'm a receiver. I'm not somebody that makes it up. When someone pulls their life force into me, there is into me and pulls me to them, I'm going to react to the death of that lifetime that has caused them grief today. So if you're listening tonight, mister, call me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I would love to connect with some of these people. Um, so a website, very well mind. V-E-R-Y-W-E-L-L-M-I-N-D.com. What are the effects of childhood trauma? Type that in. Um, and they will this will come up, act younger than they are such as sucking their thumb, experience trouble focusing. These are all distractions, so they aren't having to focus. They don't want to grow up because if they're only two and three years old, but they're remembering a past life, they know death is coming, then they don't want to act at their age, nor do they want to grow up. And it's Mm -hmm. the same thing, depressed, anxious, difficult with others, not affectionate. They don't want to get close to anybody because they died young or they were mistreated. They wanted to love somebody, but they wouldn't be loved back, and then it ended up being their death. Increased anger and aggression. These are very typical of PTSD. 
having issues in schools, authorities uh, against people of, of uh, high, higher status, so they might have been low status, they got killed by somebody. And so at school, it triggers not in work environment, in school authoritative peoples around them. And I think how many times have we said, you're not doing good in school. Well, that teacher makes us. And then I got in trouble. And then I got sent to the principal. Well, how do you know they're not suffering from the trauma of being overtaken by authority figure in a past life? How many people were beaten to death in Egypt? Right. How about the slaves of America? And, oh, my God, Norway and England and Portugal took slaves from all the different countries. You were beaten to death. How would you like authority in this lifetime if this is the last one that you took? Ah, oh, she but Christmas. Uh, again, it's mentioned dying young. Uh, those who learn that what frightens them but do not go to full PTSD. And so in this lifetime, and I've talked about traumas as children. And so in this lifetime, I was taking a little time. My kids want to get me that thing for that for Christmas, where you write something down every day, they have questions for you. What's your earliest memories? And I do have some early memories. And then one day I thought, well, I should start writing down the things that happened to me. Well, my mother had had my sister 13 months after me, and she went to visit a friend. And I think that I was three. And in those years, it wasn't a frightful thing. We didn't think about, my mom didn't think that someone would have pick me up or take me somewhere, or there would be a problem, so she let me play in the backyard. Well, I'm three or three and a half, and there's a gate, and there's another building. <laughs> so I opened the gate. I've been mischief my life. I, I get, I look at every, I'm like, shark. we got to try everything, right? So I get out, and I go around to the front of the, I know, front of the garage, and guess what? On the other side of the garage is a big black dog. And being as young as I, I was, he was taller than I was. And I was amazed. I thought, this is, what is this, a doggy? And I put my hand out and the dog took it to be a treat and bit my whole hand. <laughs> it went whoop like this. And of course I'm screaming. And my mother comes out and she sees me and it's like trauma and drama everywhere. Right. So I have an invisible wound and I had to think about it because I do remember this. I've always been afraid of dogs. Well, being a long distance runner, guess how many times I've been bit? Three times. Bulldog was one of them, a doxy. And I was chased down by Jim and Shepherd. You think I would have, you know what it is? It's the universe saying, yes, things happen. You got bit once. These are just things that have to be on your timeline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was an invisibleness. And until I got bit again, that's when I started remembering these things because it's been a long time. It's been, I think, that, like I said, it was during my first marriage. And so those are invisible wounds that surface when things happen again. You're always afraid, but you don't know why. Mm -hmm. Same with fire. I'm very concerned about fire. And uh, Natalie Wood was very afraid of uh, water. And was that a past life remembrance that she co-created all over again because she died in water? How do you explain something like that? Do you have premonition of dying? Well, I don't want to think that I had a premonition of fire because I've been afraid of fire my entire life. Um, anger issue, attention problems, things like that, change in attitude, development of new fears. 
So you're afraid of fire, right? Like I'll just use the example. Uh, I have a client in uh, New York that got fire, fire on him at a fancy, big fancy restaurant. It was one of those desserts where you light it. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a fancy restaurant where you can get on fire. <laughs> a dessert that's put a flame to it. What is it called, that char? I'm not even sure. Anyway, I got a little too Cherry close. Jubilee. To Cherry's Correct. Jubilee. Yeah. And uh, so he caught on fire. Well, it's been three years. Guess what? He can't go to a barbecue anymore. So in a past life, if you catch fire, and as a child, you come in this lifetime, guess what you're going to afraid of? Barbecues. Mm-hmm. Any place where there's a fire. It will steep in and you won't know why. So this little boy that died in a fiery crash, he's playing with the cars. He's talking about he won't get in the car because he doesn't realize that maybe he died. He's afraid of death, but it was a fiery crash because they were racing. There might have been fire and he may not be aware of that invisible wound. And so we have to be really concerned on why our children. And this is what this is all about tonight mm-hmm. is be aware of what's happening and be very sympathetic. Um, and it can be humorous too. And this Carmen, I've mentioned her a few times. She was a lovely friend of mine. Time and distance, I moved out of state. It's hard to nurture relationships to dozens of people. You have to be really selective. And she mm-hmm. was having a life. She got married again. So I didn't touch base with her. But in 1990, 91, when I first got in here, I have wonderful stories of Carmen and I. And one day she calls me up and she screams at the phone. And she was telling me about her three-year-old granddaughter coming in, watching her watch TV. It was National Geographic or something of 1990 or 91 about Peru. And I've told this story, so I'll quickly tell you again. And she walked up to grandma and she said, oh, remember when we lived there? And I was big and you were small. And she turned around and left the room. Carmen got on the phone. Blah, 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 blah. I said, uh, excuse me. First off, stop yelling. <laughs> and go get off the phone and go talk to her and say you're happy that you shared a story. Can you tell more? Can you tell me more about the story when you were big and I was small? And the little girl went and told her that she was the daddy. And that Carmen was her little girl. And then and Carmen, trying to hold her breath and not scream, <laughs> she says, can you tell us, can, tell me what happened to us? And the little girl, talking three years old now, said, oh, a bad man came to our village with a stick, and he hit everybody in the head with it. Wow. How can a three-year-old even make something like that up? <laughs> I wouldn't be that imaginative. I, I was an explorer. I probably was an explorer, but I was always in, out and about. I would not have been sitting around thinking about what I would tell mom at three. Right. Uh, we've already mentioned problems sleeping. Profound sadness. Uh, when do past lives seep into us? Why do we remember? Or why do we, why do we not remember? At one time in my life, I was uh, probably 11. It's about the time my sister was born. And one day mom looked at me and she says, why are you always frowning? I didn't, I wasn't aware I was. I don't remember being unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quite active. We had a park across the street. But for some reason, I had a heaviness about me. And mom said, why don't you practice smiling? 
what an interesting idea. Mention mm -hmm. that. Say, are you sad today? Can you explain why? Now we're talking three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven year old. Usually uh, at that time we um, emotionally block it and visual cuts down. But remember, we're also talking about intrusion, like the boy who couldn't get in the water. The wounds of that life, the death of that life, may not be in his conscious memory, but unconscious memory. Somehow, maybe, I was at a state where something that made me unhappy, what wasn't, clearly wasn't having a new sister. I remember taking care of her, and I was just crazy in love with her. So it wasn't that. But mom said I was always frowning. And she said one day to me, she says, why don't you just smile? And what an in innocent, innocent little tidbit. And I remember looking in the mirror and saying, I wonder why I'm always frowning. And I said, okay, my mouth goes down. I'm going to push my mouth and make a smile. And it really helped. It overcame what was ever unconsciously intruding into my life. Because I was a happy child. I'm a happy adult. Rarely am I unhappy. And sometimes we have to realize that life does get to us. And we have bad times. That's okay. We'll get through it. But my husband, and people have noticed that with me. If someone's really in a bad space and they're thinking of me, my husband says to me, so you're going to get a call. I go, what, huh? He says, your demeanor has changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get a call. Because we can transfer our energy from us to somebody we love or take care of or want in our lives or think about. And now the person may not even be aware. Uh, here's the one that we've talked about earlier. Um, complaints of headaches and stomach aches. That's another one. Um, usually those are people, who and we mentioned earlier, who experience trauma to the physical form. And all they remember is a that and the action. Um, there was a, a gentleman that he had passed away just uh, in 2015, and the spirit had just passed away and come to my office when I lived up uh, Black Mountain. And Dick uh, saw in me some kind of interesting uh, second job. And so he says, we don't make some money. Why don't we do past life intrusions of all ages, and you can just tell them how they died. And so we met Jill and Kim, I think it was, in a um, outdoor restaurant on Ferox Boulevard between Howe and um, oh, the street over Fulton. And so we met this restaurant. We were sitting outside. You know where I'm talking about. And uh, I was telling Jill, I saw, oh my gosh, because we were just beginning. We weren't charging them. And I saw this again in the thousands and thousands of years our past. We've had war. And a lot of it was uncivilized, and we were barbarics. We used big swords. And I'm looking at her being a man in a battle uniform. And again, I was pulled into that moment of death, and I saw a sword come out and get her from her right hip to her left breast bone going up to her ribs. And I just went Whoa, like this. And she almost fell off her chair. Oh, my God. And I told her what had happened. I says, you just instantly told me this. And she started taking her clothes off. <laughs> and I go, excuse me, Jill. <laughs> and she says, you won't believe this. Well, this was uh, 25, 20, 22, 25 years ago. 
and she took enough of her blouse off for me to see a scar that went from her hip up to her ribs and the angle that I had shown her. And she was born with intestines that had issues and she had to have some removed. Uh, in my world, I've talked to people who have issues. Um, and uh, I was a sickly child. Does that come from a past life or the hearing issue? Like I, all I do is hear. And I'm normally a very quiet person and, and curious that I'm talking all the time, which takes my voice and my hearing. Crazy, right? And and so you wonder if a child has an illness or a problem when they're first born. She was a, a newly born when they figured this out. And they had to open her up from stem to stern to fix the problem. Was that a past life? Clearly it was. If she was suffering, could it be that she can release that trauma of the scar? <laughs> Dick sits there. He goes, wait a minute. She's taking her blouse off. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But just enough so that she, I would believe her. Um, and I miss her. She became uh, in law enforcement, so she's not somebody that would be prone, six foot tall, <laughs> not someone prone to uh, storytell. And it was very exciting to hear that I had picked up something. Remember, I'm a receiver. What I get, I tell you because you want to know. And that's what I picked up for her. Uh, okay, we're going to go on to when kids talk about previous lives. And this comes from a psychologytoday.com. Um, a few interesting things about these memories. First, about 75% of children that recall these memories can cite details about their deaths, many of which are unnatural or untimely. Second, many of these children even have birthmarks or birth defects that match the location, often fatal wounds from their previous lives. I kind of like this because how many of us have been talking about, oh, you know what? I had the strangest, I have this wound. I, you know, I come in this. And so you'll hear people talk about, Jace, you know, it's the funniest thing. I have this, um, tat, not tattoo, but this discoloration. Or this is, this is a good example. Uh, my sister uh, is a uh, pure blonde, the Norwegian side. And mm -hmm. she's the blonde, blue eyed, very fair skin, blue, the sky, the blue, the sky, sky blue sky eye color and you can see what side my family i take care of my mother's american indian right it can't get any darker we go out mom it's dark she was outside and people look at my sister and go are you kidding me <laughs> her hair was so curly like this anyway uh sorry she has this great big mole on the uh, uh, right side uh, of her head like that big. Mm -hmm. And one time we were talking and she says, I have had dreams of dying at Gettysburg and you were there and you got shot. Interesting. I had a mold this big in the middle of my chest that the doctors took off because they were worried about cancer. My Indian grandmother had one on her chin. And you wouldn't think the Indians would have a, a moles that would turn cancer. Well, hers did and it was a great big thing here I had one in the middle of my chest um and I always thought that was weird weird so I divorced Mary again and one day my husband tells me that he had a vision of himself dying at Gettysburg I go 
I go, really? And he says, yes. And the head, look, I have these big moles. <laughs> I, I almost painted that one. Are you kidding me? And I told him, I said, my sister believes that she and I died at Gettysburg. And now my husband is telling me he believes that we died at Gettysburg. Let me think, what is a coincidence of that? And then he says to me, we were also in Tombstone together. And you were an Indian. I just went in straight too far from that. Wow. <laughs> you know, you can't be in my life, people in my life. So I married him and he had ability over these 20 years. He's gotten more because you can't be exposed to this every day without getting the flashes. And uh, about four months back, I had a flash of me sitting on a brown horse with a plaid shirt and blue jeans. And I can't tell if I'm a girl or boy, white, uh, Caucasian or Indian or any other color, because maybe I had more lifetimes on a horse. In this lifetime, right. I was a good horse person. I didn't stay with it long because my ankle was weak. And that's when I started doing long distance running. But you also with that, no, I'm not special that I can remember this. Every lifetime pops in. I have lots of them. The thing is, I do this every day, almost every day. You can't practice this every day without it affecting you after 33 years. Right. So not recently, but over the last 10 years, I've been given flashes more and more lives. And some are wonderful and some are most of them are not. And that was never anybody famous or wealthy. <laughs> it's like just average Joe American or world person. Just life. Just life. And if I had one of those special lives, it's not what I'm being shown. Oh, and, and the one that uh, I think is why I, in service this lifetime, I saw myself as a young nun um, in an initiate, and I'm scrubbing the floors of, of the convert that I'm at part of. And I'm not a complete uh, full-fledged nun yet. And I got something, I'm scrubbing the floor on my knees. And I'm so disheartened because in my mind I'm hearing, I came here to help serve people and I'm scrubbing the floors and they won't let me talk at all. So I, I saw only one flash of her. So it's been, it was really long time ago. Uh, the clothing was like, kind of like, not burlap, but very rough material, very rough. So it was very uh, primitive type looking, uh, 13th, 14th century probably. And if it was a something happening, black plague going around, maybe I wanted to go out and help. Maybe I died from it. I don't know. But it certainly came forward in this lifetime. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, that's that. Um, uh, on top of that, 20% of these children say they have memories of their time between wives, which is another story for another life, uh, another show, uh, when they might have attended their own funerals or attended other family events from the grave. Um, that I know. I want to mention something. I have been to enough funerals. I went to one autopsy. And the autopsy, the woman was watching her own uh, dissection. I think that wouldn't be fun. I can't imagine. But I have seen people at funerals. Uh, when my dearest friend Donna died, um, it was in Lincoln, California, if anybody knows that area. And um, she was standing over there watching. And I made a comment. They had painted her nails. They put her in a beautiful outfit, and she's laying in the car. And I went, 
Donna, they painted your, your fingernails. And I could just hear the chuckle. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? For all eternity, she's going to have paint on her nails. They do go, people have the choice to go to their own funeral. At times, I wonder if it's mandatory. I don't think so. I think people want to, if they want to, fine. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would be very difficult to the funeral if you're a young person with a family. If they're going to be crying and screaming, screaming and yelling, I'll, I'll just, I can't imagine. I think I'd probably want to stay away if, there, if I felt like it was going to be really difficult. As people get to be my age, as the child could say, uh, death is, every, you know, talk about death. It's okay. Because I say to people, it's okay to step aside and make room for you and your babies. Mm -hmm. But if your child is young, and I don't know, I think that'd be very difficult. Um, here's five ways karma from past lives affects you today. This is another article from mindbodygreen.com. Um, karma has no expiration date. I don't know if the karma is the right word for this. Um, karma usually comes around in your own lifetime. does not go from lifetime to lifetime. What we carry from lifetime to lifetime is wishes, wants, hopes, and desires. And as with Char, she went into a lifetime to be able to be successful uh, as a rancher. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. So she's dedicated herself to her family. Now she has a chance to succeed. And I think it doesn't matter what the environment of that success is, it's personal satisfaction. Mm -hmm. As I was a nun wanting to help the masses, uh, had a, a pretty, well, my first husband and I, we did pretty good. Um, cancer and divorce got into the re, into this to find out why bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. And then I got my reward. I get to help people. Um, and so this lady wrote this article, karma is a baggage luggage your soul carries on its trip from life to life. Like I said, I'm not sure it's baggage or luggage, but I would say um, interest. Unfortunately, like luggage at the airport, this particular baggage never gets lost, which means you're stuck with it until you open it up and sort it out through its ancient contents. Without even knowing it, you may experience karma that originated several, several lifetimes ago that I will agree with. And so sometimes the karma means negative. I would say experiences could go back um, centuries, thousands of years. And I told this story before, and I'll share it again, because remember, I have to go through these tapes to get the you know, stories, everybody. I was a uh, uh, past life regression, a, a lady, and she brought her woman partner. And so I was focusing myself on one lady and not on the other. So I gave her a past life regression, and she saw herself as a princess in ancient Egypt. Wow. Wow. Right? That's cool. And That's she cool. was going to lay a wreath or a flower presentation off the pier. In those years, they still had piers like they do here. You know, the boat is going to go on way versus the other. So they walk out, and she has, in my mind, I can see, don't ask me how I do this, but when I give past life regression, sometimes I can see what you're looking at because it's real time. If I can get in your time and go where you're looking, I can describe to you what I'm seeing. And I have stories on that. That would be fun, too. So anyway, the, this beautiful princess goes to the end of the pier, and she puts this reef into the water. What the ceremony was or some passed away doesn't matter to me. And she turned mm -hmm. around and said, go back. It was very symbolic of her importance. 
it was curious because that was one thing she came to me. She says, why can't I not succeed in business? And I wonder if it was because she had that success. And this lifetime, remember, thousands and thousands of years ago, maybe in this lifetime she had to learn humility or getting along. She's not a top-notch person. Mm -hmm. So I brought her back. We start talking about that. Looked over, and her part was just crying her eyes out. I go, oh, no. <laughs> what is this about? What kind of rescue do I have to do? It's terrible. So I asked her, I says, what's going on? She says, I was ignored again and again. And she says, I was the slave on the side of the pier. I have loved you my entire life. And you ignored me. I could never get you to pay attention to me. So in this lifetime, they got together. Guess what? That lady who ended up crying was so successful in business. She was a state worker. Every time she put in promotion, she was a very high position where her partner, who was the princess, can never get ahead. I love that. Wow. It's like that's karma. That is the baggage that needs to be fixed. And that was yeah. not the most recent lifetime. That was like the lady I see on her hands and knees as a young 16-year-old girl. That, how many centuries is that? Because I see a lifetimes between then and now. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be immediate. But I have stories, and I shared some of them that are immediate before within a 25 year. I told you about the gal who wanted to be a fashion designer. When these moms call and they say, oh, my gift to my 17-year-old daughter is to have a reading with you. Happened twice within the same year, 2012. So girls get hold of me. And this uh, fashion designer, she was just talking about work and school. And all of a sudden I saw this, uh, she's 17 years old, going into college, I guess. I, thought, I can't remember. It was in 2012. And um, all of a sudden I saw her as this Willie Willow, this Willow branch of a lady, you know, that kind of in the 1930s, 40s, where they are young and they have the bobbed hair. And the outfit was straight up and down, no bosom, no hips, no butt, you know, just straight up and down in black, all the way down to her ankles dress. And I think maybe it was the 40s and 50s I'm looking at as a young woman. And so this, um, remember the girl I'm reading is 17 years old. And I was saying to her, oh, I see this lady, she's in fashion. She wants me to know that she has come to be you in this lifetime. And you, uh, the woman, I described her fully. And I was shown uh, travel in Europe, overseas, and that how she had her hair and how she wore her clothing. And I and I and she asked me um, how many years between lifetimes. And spirit people tell me it's about 25. It can be shorter because I actually talked to a lady whose father died and the child coming in, when she had a baby the next day, and it be her dad. It can be that fast. Anyway, she, I had described Coco Chanel, and Mom was in the background hearing this. I could hear screaming and yelling going on. Oh, my God, my daughter wants to be a fashion designer. I says, really? Okay. I guess your spirit wanted you to know before you told me. The year Coco Chanel died, 25 years later to the year, maybe even to the month, this girl was born. Can't get closer than that. So you could figure out how old this girl is now by going to Coco Chanel's life. For death, add 25 years, that's the year this young girl was born. Craziness. 
And the other one was a ballerina. And she called me up and same thing. It was a gift. The women didn't know anything. Anybody was six months to a year apart. And I saw, all of a sudden I saw this ballerina um, dancing and the feel I got was a, a Russian empire, uh, emperor's castle type of environment. Remember, I wouldn't know what they're called in Russia. But this beautiful woman, not a girl, a woman, was dancing from one end of this huge hall with the pillars and the sun, and the light was shining through, just like you'd see in a movie, how romantic mm -hmm. it would look with the light shining through. And the emperor is it's at the other end. And she's dancing. In her mind, I'm hearing, this is the last time I'm going to dance for him. I don't know if she was ill or she's too old. But she was dancing beautifully. And it was the end of her life as a dancer. And she was doing mm -hmm. it to the emperor. And so when I told her that, again, all excited, girls, you need to touch base with me. You hear this, huh? See, let me know what happened. And the mother got on and again told me that this little girl, this daughter, who was 78 years old, had been a ballerina since she was three years old, obsessed with it as an infant, as a child. Not infant, but a little girl. She was ballerina right from the beginning, as soon as she could dance. Can you imagine? Is that baggage or is that interest or is that fulfilling it, the long desire to do it again? I love the idea of the Coco Chanel. I wish we could tell our family about the world. This girl showed up again. Wouldn't be mm -hmm. fun to find her if the Coco Chanel family said, we heard that. We'd like to find her. I would have to find it. I had a gal call me up and wrote me a note. She says, I would like my tape. And I have lots. I have cassette tapes. And I have hard drives that are this big <laughs> with thousands of readings, right? And that's because sometimes people want them back. Can you imagine that in 2013, half the year is missing, the half with that woman's tape in it? I'm still looking. And then the friend of mine said, that's that's the time frame your computer crashed and you had to get a new one. Well, what a good memory, my tech guy, huh? <laughs> that's amazing to me. That's amazing. Right. Now, that didn't mean that these two women had trauma. What it means is that, that past life intrusion, that loss of the memory was not lost. Mm -hmm. The desire to continue was there. The boy in the ship, the love of the sea, he came back to experience water again and succeed. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to always talk about how awful the death was in a fiery car, but the acknowledgement that you are somebody special. I can't imagine how these two girls, and I've, I've thought of them a lot. I hope one of them will remember me and give me a call because I certainly would like to do a little clip of them now and how it affected their lives to know that they were that successful and they're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. um, okay, uh, when you do dig through your karmic suitcase, then finally you can confront your outstanding karma and lighten your energetic load. That's very possible. Absolutely, I give this uh, writer a lot of credit. It's like the burden of not succeeding for the, um, the ballerina or the, the feel of success and wanting to do the job again because it was what you loved. You took a love from lifetime to lifetime. Absolutely. Clearly running, and I did do a past life regression. Uh, someone, I was, I did do it. My mom at that time told me to, <laughs> she says, you need to do this. I'm, oh, of course I didn't believe it. And I go going back to the Roman empire and I married, uh, my father was a will maker, W H E E L. And I played outside a lot. And, um, I ran because we had the sticks with the wheels. Um, it seemed like that lifetime brought forth 
exercise and being outdoors and being a runner. So I fulfilled a love. It was kind of interesting lifetime. Not not very glamorous though. <laughs> um, karma means that no person in your life is a coincidence. Karma means that no person in your life is a coincidence. I believe that too. There are coincidences. Are they planned coincidences? Are they things that have to happen to get you to the end result to which you are at now? And Char and I were talking about this and I talked to somebody else. We've had a lot of those kinds of things happen to us. So I feel like, and one person said to me after we did a reading and she says, if there's no free will, what's the point of living? I says, because you can't know, you don't know that. We don't know what free will there is. If you are not aware of what you're doing is part of the plan for your life, then the anxiety of the choices you have to make is to the end result I can already see. Because the end result is the plan you've made for your life in which you are now fulfilling why you chose this life to begin with. Was that you, Shara, was talking to, or is that somebody else? Look, it was me. Mm -hmm. It was me. Um, it's a fascinating that's topic. That's why it's a, pardon me? It's a fascinating topic. I can't hear you, hon. It's a fascinating topic. It's a very fascinating topic. Yeah. Um, that's why it's important to acknowledge the role of each person in your life. Why are they here? What have they come to teach you and vice versa? What is the karmic you've meant to experience with this person? The sooner you acknowledge the truth of the karma you share with somebody, whether it's good or bad, the sooner you can settle it. What an interesting thought. You have all kinds of people come into our lives. Some are not going to be good. I know some of the clients call me up mad as hell at the people at work. I thought to myself, is this a good time to bring up why are you working there? <laughs> why are they, Why is that interaction all happening? I don't know. Maybe it's not this job. Maybe you're learning something to balance out and accept that people not always are nice because the next job is going to be important. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm open to that. Um, according to karma, what you have done, you become. What you have done. Thanks to the media, we often think of karma as what goes around comes around. But the reality of karma is more expansive than just being punished for our bad deeds. Positive karma exists just as much as negative karma. If you stole, others will steal from you in following lives. If you nourish, you will be nourished. Your actions throughout your various lifetimes become the circumstances of your being. So you do your best to live this life authentically and truthfully. Absolutely. Karma can make our roles reverse. One of the most fascinating facts about karma is it often caused us to reincarnate in a reverse manner. This means that your parent may have actually been your child, remember Carmen, I mentioned it earlier, in a former life. Then before reincarnating this lifetime, so souls agreed to take on the opposite sex. Souls switch genders, that is what said, positions shift throughout lifetimes based on our karmic need. Whatever dynamic is needed to repair or heal karma will be manifested through changing roles in our cycle of lives on earth. The people you know now may have had a very different impact on your previous lives. Karma repeats to re produce new results. There's a great reason that karma repeats itself, and it's not to cause you pain. Instead, it's to teach you to take different actions with different results. If you're attracting the same type of partner into your life over and over. It's time to stop and inspect your choice. 
Why do similar people keep coming in? Why should you be doing something differently? Uh, this happens, uh, and unfortunately, uh, dating is, a, is very difficult. It's not always easy to find that partner that's exactly the one for you. And we sometimes get disillusioned with what we think we need in our lifetimes. And damage as a young person sometimes screws what we really should be looking for in a partner. How can, and I've talked to this so much. Until you know who you are and what you're about, make a list, sit down and say, this is why I'm as a human being. Whom are you looking for in a partner to balance you and make you better? Not a daddy figure, not a sugar daddy, not a child that you can control, not a man that needs fixing and vice versa. Everybody can go the other way. Somebody in our, who's listening to this must be a woman. I'm picking up the repeat of bad patterns is usually because you haven't finished something in the past life, maybe, or it's something that was caused damage by you and you have to learn to love yourself and accept who you are because someone coming in needs to accept you also. This calls for honest introspective and evaluation of your own faults and weaknesses, which is admittedly hard, admittedly hard to do. Don't be afraid to look within. Recognize what must be changed instead of you so as to change what's outside of you. Then you can modify your behavior and end common patterns and progress your potential. Absolutely. There is a list of books here. I can't tell you all of them, but the ones I picked to talk to you about is because I have read them or I like the author. Mm -hmm. And the, the first one on the, well, the first one, and I read this one, it was great. And I, I've seen the documentary on it. I've seen the, uh, the story of the young man on YouTube and it's called Soul Survivor. The it's a Soul Survivor, the reincarnation of World War II fighter pilot the parents, Bruce and Andrea, and uh, how are they pronounced last name? Like Leginger with Ken Boss. Absolutely. And the young man, I think, is a mid-aged teenager now. He mm -hmm. has uh, surrendered to that lifetime. He's released it. He has flashes once in a while, but it's not encompassing because he was able to release it because the parents believed him. And he went and put mm -hmm. the reef in the water and he let that life disappear. Mm -hmm. um, Return to Life by Jim Tucker. These are really good authors. Your Soul's Gift, The Healing pow Power of the Life Plan Before You Were Born. Robert uh, Swartz, another great author in this environment. Children Who Remember Previous Lives, A Question of Reincarnation. Ian Stevenson, I've read almost everything of his. Uh, wonderful. He's passed away now, but he has traveled all over the world. And I think he had something like 3,200 cases that he validated. These are children in India, Pakistan, all these kids around the world. America, we have stories, uh, Europe, England, Scotland, Ireland, much more. Um, I don't know that American peoples are more as open to tell the stories, but I think it's just prevalent. Um, old souls comparing Compelling Evidence from Children Who Remember Past life, Lives, Tom Schroeder, S-H-R-O-D-E-R. Children's Past Lives, How Past Life Memories Affect Your Child. And this doctor, I have followed her, I even gave her a call, because I really wanted to kind of get involved. Is it her or the lady in England? Hmm. Carol Bowman, M.D. 
She specializes in hypnotherapy for children. Uh, before children's memories, before, semicolon, children's memories of previous lives, Jim Tucker, MD, again, another one of his. Life Before Life, a scientific investigation of children's memories of previous lives, Jim Tucker. Memories of Heaven, semicolon, children's astounding recollections of the time before they came to Earth. Dr. Wayne Dreyer and D. Garns, G-A-R-N-E-S. Um, I don't watch a lot of movies, um, but there are always movies that I'm going to gravitate toward because of the topic. And this is one of my very favorite movies, believe it or not, besides the holiday <laughs> that I have on TV now. It's on pause. Um, it's called Chances Are, 1989, with Robert Downey Jr., and Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd is in love with a young man, and they're young, and they're about ready to start their lives together. And unbeknownst to her, she's pregnant. And the man is going to propose, and she meets him at the restaurant, and he's across the street. And as he's thinking and swelling up his chest, he's going to see her in the window. He sees her, and he's in love with his lady, and they're going to get engaged that night. He's got the ring in his pocket. He starts across the street and bam! Guess what? He got hit by car and dies. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> when that happened, I went, oh, no. And, of course, Silva Shepherd has her child as a girl. And life goes on. Well, the scenes change. And there's a young man sleeping in his car going to college. And he gets a job. And it's a high level government position and in the school he meets a young blonde girl and he falls desperately in love with her well she says I want to bring you to my home to meet my mom and the mom has a man that loves her desperately and so he's going to be there also and it just happens to be a movie sorry I lost his name in my mind <laughs> just as I'm thinking that um I know you would recognize her, recognize the name if I came up with it. Anyway, oops, come on, Nancy. So he goes into the house to meet the parents. He takes one look at Sybil Shepherd, and guess what happens? Kabam! He's like 22 years old. All of a sudden, he's starting to get uh, memories of a past life where he's in love with her. You talk about past life intrusions. That is an amazing movie. And it's funny. I just remember thinking, I can't stand it. I was laughing through most of it. You have to watch it. Would, would it be on YouTube? Well, come on, someone. Let's Google it and find out. Because if I could say you want a good laugh and suffering this young man goes through. And, of course, toward the end, he has a physical accident and ends up in the hospital. And when he does... Uh, it knocks the memory out. So then when he comes back, he has forgotten Sybil Shepherd, and the young daughter comes in and all he can think about is her. And so he gets to have a new life. It's, it's fabulous. One that had a lot of drama to it, but the past life intrusion was so strong that when I watched it, I think I went, I think it's on my shelf somewhere. It's called dead again. And it's about an artist, a young woman who, um, has a fascination with scissors. And somehow she's in an accident and falls down and hits her head, and she's lost her memory. 
and she's wandering the streets for help. And a young man sees her and says, who are you? What's going on? And she has a glove in her hand and it says the initials. And the story goes, but they fall in love. And they are at a place where she's got to start remembering who she is. And this man just happens to know somebody that maybe help him. And it just happens to be Robin Williams. And I know he's in the movie. And Robin Williams pursues, uh, gives them um, a name of somebody he trusts that does past life progression work. And the fella is a, um, the owner of an antique store. And he does past life regressions. So he is given the name of somebody. And uh, he takes the young woman to this gentleman in the antique store. Well, they do the past life regression. And she ends up seeing herself as a beautiful young woman falling in love with a composer. And in the lifetime, there's a lot to be seen, a lot of scenes. But in the, in the story, she's killed by a pair of scissors, which explains her, her uh, uh, obsession with scissors and her, some of her artwork. And while she's living with this um, in an apartment, uh, the obsession with scissors are all over the apartment. And so to not ruin it for you, the man that rescues her in that path in this life is the partner from that life. And she thinks it's him that had killed her. And it's not. So I want you to um, look that one up. You will enjoy it. Another so one it's is streaming, called hang on, hang on. It's streaming on all the major uh cable channels you know all the major cable providers but you got to pay for it oh oh i'm sorry there's no freebie but, on youtube yeah go ahead yeah unless you have one of those already how about mm -hmm. chances are were you able to find that one that's what i'm looking at that's the one chances oh that's are. on everything how about dead that's again uh, i mean look but chances are is on direct tv and all that stuff but it is a pay-per-view thing okay that's unfortunate but anyway that's uh that's good the reincarnation of Peter Proud. I did see that. It was a very heavy drama. Uh, he is killed in a past life, comes in this life, has similar situation and dies again. But um, how they played it out was very, very good. It was 1975. Very um, risky at that time to talk about. Reincarnation wasn't that popular. Um, Heaven Can Wait, 1978. Uh, that was very fun. Uh the lifetime as a man, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the memories of past life come in to him after he's brought back. Uh, he dies accidentally. They take his spirit out. And I've talked to you about what the death scenes I've witnessed and murders and accidents. And sometimes even on the deathbed of someone senior, it's timely to go. If they don't want to come, I've actually seen people. Uh, <laughs> I can only tell you what I'm seeing everybody. I've seen spirit people say, why aren't you coming? Then they'll reach right in the chest and pull the person out. I go, really? And it's amazing. I've seen that many, many times. And people are just resistant. And yet, uh, I have heard spirit people and people have told me, I mean, excuse me, um, spirit people have told me that the accident was going to happen. And a murder of a woman that I saw, a woman got murdered and he drug her from the house to the shed and he started beating her up. He wanted to kill her before he took advantage of her. And the spirit lady came in and said she was the sister and reached in her and said, you don't have to be here for this. And she took her spirit 
right then. So the death happened, but not from the wounds that man was given her, but the sister took her spirit because she was going to die. And when I described the sister, unbeknownst to me, of course, I described the sister that had died a year earlier. Uh, did so I know that just sorry. It's available on Amazon, um, on Prime. It's available on Hulu, but it's another one you got to pay for. Yeah, Prime, Hulu, absolutely. Yeah. Chances are 1989. So Google that. You might enjoy it. Heaven yeah. Can Wait, uh, 1978. Uh, that was a fun one because of uh, memories. The reincarnation of Peter Proud was pretty high, heavy drama, mm -hmm. but the uh, past life intrusion was very, very clear. Uh, there was one I wrote down. I don't remember seeing it. It's called Switch, S-W-I-T-C-H, 1991. I think it's about a woman that falls off a bal balcony. Um, she's drunk from a party, and she crashes into the ocean, and somehow she comes back in the body of a man. I don't know his possession or not, but mm -hmm. when I saw that um, on the screen, I think I enjoyed it. I think it was really fun, 1991. Um, another one that I really liked, Reverse it. Made in Heaven. Uh, let's see. McGinnis was in it as the lady, and I think Hutton was the man. Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton. Timothy yeah. Hutton. Uh -huh. And this young man dies and goes to heaven, and he has a, a great interest in music. Um, he meets and falls in love with a spirit who had never been born. And God comes to him, and it happened in that lifetime, uh, in the movie, uh, God is a woman who just happened to be married in real life to Timothy Hutton. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she is told she has to be born. And she he goes to God and says, how's that fair? Because I finally fell in love with my soulmate. And he, she says, well, I'll send you. But you have 30 years to find her. And in the lifetime that he goes to, he brings with him the interest of the prior life, the music. And there's a lot of things that you'll say, watch a movie of which the prior life is part of who he is today. And it was a wonderful movie made in heaven. Um, it was just recently, Shar gave me the name of somebody in the group, and uh, the young man had died. And one time I went to this house, and the young man presented himself standing against the car, a car of his, with a blonde brunette on the side of him. And then we went, I went and talked to him again, and this time he had a woman he had fallen in love with, and she was not of the church too. But we made it exciting that he gave me so much information that the mom, who Char gave me the phone number, at that time, we're talking 15 years ago, um, had been able to look up uh, and supposedly found Amanda. So... They, in spirit, were able to give me enough information that these two young souls, 20 years old now, he was 16, she was 20 or 22, but when he found her, he was around the same age, 20. Um, these young souls have found each other, and now they're in a relationship. So that made me remember made in heaven, because we can fall in love in the afterlife. Or do we find a past life love, and we are reconnected? That's just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. So on the web, there are stations I would like and invite you to look at. We're losing time here. i got to hurry up. MyLifetime.com. Go to YouTube and type in L-M-N. 
Another one to look for is real, R-E-A-L space stories. Another one is weird world, W-E-I-R-D world. And in the context of the listings, look for past life with children in it. Absolutely. These are, I've looked at all of them and they are really interesting. I wouldn't have given them to you. Children past lives. Type that in. Evidence for reincarnation. Reincarnation. This is Carol Bowman's whole lecture on the topic. Children's past life, comma, evidence for reincarnation. Evidence for reincarnation, colon. This kid knows things he shouldn't. He survived death. Documentary at the I Love Docs. I Love, L-O-V-E space, D-O-C-S. That's a channel. Chilling reincarnation stories. Children who lived before. So you want to look up chilling reincarnation stories. Um, there is a, I read a lot of articles, <laughs> too much. The Bored Panda, B-O-R-E-D-P-A-N-D-A.com. Type in past lives, kids, creepy stories, wonderful stories. And the ch parents are writing and say, you won't believe my child said. And the date of the article is August 9 of 21. Another website, healthyway.com. Write in content before I lived with. So the articles before I lived with you, mommy, dated June 25 of 2019. Learningreligious.com. Type in children remember past. Tales told by children remembering their past lives. 110 of 19. I can tell he is a very old soul. When my son was four, I was making him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. One day for lunch, he said to me, that's not how my old other mommy used to make them. Wonderful stories. You hear that kind of story over and over and over. All right. Did I... It's almost eight o'clock. I I told her ahead of time I was going to go a little longer. This was a lot of information. I hope everybody enjoyed. I enjoyed doing this. I've read and seen most of these things because I've enjoyed that. It's one of my areas of interest. You did good. Excellent topic. No Interesting no topic. Good no. topic. So uh, next week's going to be an interesting week. Um, Sunday. I believe Anna Maria Manala wanted to come on. I haven't got a confirmation oh, yeah. from her yet, but uh, if she does, I may pre-record it because Wednesday, uh, like I told you guys last night, I won't be here Wednesday night. I've got an event I have to go to, and uh, it's a, it's just, it's just a thing. And so I was considering pre-recording that particular book read that I do on Wednesday for you guys. So it's gonna it's gonna border on what happens with with, with uh, Anna Maria, because if she if she if she comes on Sunday if she wants to come on Sunday I will probably pre-record her show and then put that on Wednesday. So we'll see how that works. In the meantime, Sunday as usual we will be we we will have our our scary uh, Christmas stories coming on, you know, for winter that uh, that that we read every year. Um, Monday, Brett Eichenberger is going to be with us. He is a documentary producer. 
He's done documentaries on Bigfoot in the past, and he's got a new documentary out called Bigfoot and the Paranormal. So he's going to be with us Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And he's going to talk about all that cool paranormal stuff love- that you hear about, like <laughs> like 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 uh, blue lights and Bigfoot coming out of the blue lights, you know, and the blue orbs oh. and that sort well, of there's thing. A, so there's theories that the UFOs and the Bigfoot are of the same event. Yep. And I, yep. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. That might so that's be real fun show, everybody. Yeah, so yeah, that's what he's gonna be talking about Monday. And uh Tuesday, yeah, uh, you know, so so we got a full week next week of guests. So it'll be nice, except for Wednesday where I have to go out for the evening. But uh yeah, Nancy, it's always a pleasure. I it's always I hope fun, it's always get, I hope the audience enjoys the topics. Yes. Let me know if there's something. Oh, I should have said maybe maybe I should get a note from somebody if it's something you'd like to hear about yes almost yeah. everything interests me <laughs> yeah if there's anything you'd like to hear about shoot us a note shoot us a note i'm just tired today i was through traffic hell going out to an appointment i had today took me over an hour to get there and it, oh, it shouldn't no. have taken that long and coming back it was bumper to bumper traffic so it took me another hour to get back here so was i that just Davis? Here. no it was south sacramento well, south oh my everything mm. all the freeways are a mess everything's a mess so yeah, you know, real just just for then I was there for like forty five minutes for the appointment, had to come back. Just I walked through the door here, probably around five fifty. Oh no! And then had to, just, the, it had to put oh, the intro awful. together and then tease TikTok and all this other stuff. So, so oh, yeah, no. it was crazy coming home. So I'm not, so if, if if I look like I was yeah, I mean it's just been one of those days. I was just like. Wiped. I wasn't saying anything. I figured you were Googling up some things. I well, I was up. Googling too because I kept looking to see if Anna Maria had answered my question as to whether she wanted to go live or not on Sunday. So I was Googling. All right. Too, so. Okay. That's it. That's the schedule for this week uh, coming up. And I think those are going to be some interesting shows, especially that book on Sunday. Scary stories, scary stories, you know. Because we, we, we heard about the cra- you know, um, we heard about the Christmas creatures, the ones that that eat children. We heard about that already. Oh no! Yes. Oh, so we heard the cranks. Yeah. Well, the, whatever they're called. Like I can't remember because I'm tired. They're, but, I think um, they're European monsters yeah. that come out at Christmas time. But yeah. I, I, I thought I knew what they were called, but maybe I'm wrong. There was a yeah. movie that addressed those. Um, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we already read about them. So we're moving on to different area like different mm-hmm. areas in Europe and their legends in the United States. So uh, yeah, we're just pushing on regardless. And that book on Wednesday is really cool. It's all about traditional history for Christmas. And the key of all of it that makes it cool is that it was written in 1908. So you're getting old, old, old tradition. That's and fun, we though. went ahead. Yeah, we did ancient and we learned about the, the Nordic gods and, and how they celebrated their solstice. Mm-hmm. And then we went to England and learned how they did in England and how the boar's head was the centerpiece instead of a turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Okay, guys. And a quick announcement. I ha- We haven't put it together yet. But uh, separate from the Patreon. Mm-hmm. This is separate from the Patreon thing that, that, that I'm offering. Is Solstice coming up. And winter solstice is a time to release things. It's a time to start anew. When, when solstice is over, 
you got the longest day of the year, you got the longest night of the year, and it's it's time when, when to release things and look forward to the new year. And Nancy is and I are going, well, I'm not gonna do the readings, of course, but Nancy has agreed to do some readings for you guys. Uh it's, 20, it's gonna be twenty dollars a piece. I'm setting up the links and everything tonight, and I should have them up by tomorrow. And uh I will let you guys know on Sunday and Monday show uh, where, where, where you can sign on to that. But we're going to be doing that. And that, that reading will be – how long do you think the reading is going to be, Nancy? It depends on the question. I, yeah. You can't get too involved because right. if you – you know, five or six people per hour at the most. So we may go two yeah. hours. So Yeah, yeah um, could go two hours for readings. And those, of course, will be over at StreamYard. You know, we'll do it through StreamYard so it's not on this network in front of God and everybody. It'll just be for you guys. So just to let you know, give you a heads up. And uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about that next week and solstice and what the meaning of it all is and everything. But it's a great time to start. It, it's a great re, it's a great renewal thing. That's what solstice is. So we decided to do that. Okay, that being said, I will see you guys. If, well, if you like the show, see how I'm up, like, everybody all over here if you like the show share it with five people if you hated the show share it with five of your enemies always open uh, you know always open for uh more people following us and subscribing to us so so please do that and thumbs up leave us a thumbs up and all that good stuff if, if you enjoyed today and again i will see you guys on sunday no matter what at 6 p.m pacific either with then with either with anna maria or reading the book so it's a surprise so you guys gotta watch yeah. out for that all right, I'll get you Nancy's information, and we're out of here. So here we go. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to be uh, building a gingerbread house sometime next week, and it'll be after hours of the show, so it'll probably be like 8 p.m. I'm going to go live doing that. Oh, fun. So it's going to be kind of fun. Okay, so here we go. Websites, nancymats.com. Everything is lowercase. NancyMatsAuthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are uppercase. YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. The N, the M, and the P is capitalized. Help, get me out of this funk. And these books are all by Nancy Matts. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. And Unwilling Sacrifice, The Unwilling Sacrifice. Now, of course, you can get those at Amazon. All right, Nancy. Yeah, you, I hit that on the camera. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll forget to hit the button at the end, and I know it's going to flash up again. So you'll just give, just you'll just get the top of my back because I, I realize what I did and I'm hiding in the computer, trying to avoid the camera. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys Sunday. And uh, thank you, Nancy. See you next week, everybody. Bye. All right, guys. Off you go. See you.